Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. The sermon for the first Sunday of Advent that we will hear in a few moments highlights the eagerness most of us feel at this time of the year. I will note that with our eagerness, the season of Advent is also the time for us to explore why we are eager and if our sense of anticipation lines up with what God desires for us to live life to the fullest. When the world is eager to fast forward to December the 25th, the message of Advent is to slow down, wait, watch, and renew our awareness of God's presence. This is the time for us to engage in some spiritual house cleaning that can remind us why we will celebrate the true meaning of the season in a few weeks. The passages that we will hear in a few moments include our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah chapter 54 verses 1 through 9, Psalm 80 verses 1 through 7 and 16 to 18, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 through 9, and from Mark's Gospel, chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fires cause water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways, but you were angry and we sinned. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, Lord, you are our Father, We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are like the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. The word of the Lord. Let us chant together Psalm 80, the portion found in your bulletin. Strength and come to help us. 
from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Christ Jesus. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory, Glory to you Lord Christ. Jesus said, but in those days after that suffering the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, we learn this lesson. As soon as its branches become tender and puts forth the leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near 
at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home, he puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at the cock crow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> so here we are at the beginning of a new liturgical year, liturgical year B, if you're keeping up with that, and also on the first Sunday of Advent, which is the beginning of our liturgical season of waiting and watching and eager anticipation for a great celebration in a few weeks. But when I was a child, this was the time of year when I was waiting eagerly for the arrival of the Sears and Roebuck and J.C. Penney catalogs. They're my people, thank you. Unlike the instant gratification from internet searches of today, there was just something magical about getting those wish books and, and sitting or lying on the floor with them flopped open and, and then going through page by page the kids' Christmas sections. I would study each picture and just imagine what it would be like on Christmas morning to receive those toys that caught my attention. Those of you who've had similar experiences, you know that Browsing through those special books was not a one-and-done endeavor, by no means. It, I had to go back several times, mark the pages, and then, of course, tell the adults in my life how much I wanted or thought I needed what was on those pages. Yes, I was eager for Christmas morning to arrive, but I had no idea about what may or may not show up under the Christmas tree nor did I know about any other special surprises my adult family members might have in store. Most, if not all of us, we have been eager about things at one time or another. On occasion, we might feel like we just can't wait for something to change or arrive. We also know that eager anticipation can sometimes be more exciting than that which is hoped for, that when it comes to pass, just that waiting for it can be the exciting time. What we might forget is that in our waiting, 
we may be going through a period of of being prepared, a, a time of preparation for us to be ready when that object of our desire, it arrives or, or materializes. These feelings are normal, and they can be found in today's lectionary selections on this first Sunday in Advent. In our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah, we see how the prophet, he just can't wait for things to change through God's intervention when he says, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. You can almost imagine the energy and the, that he feels in that, that statement that he's making. And as we continue in this passage, it becomes clear that even though the prophet is longing for immediate action from God, he also acknowledges that, well, humanity it might not be ready when he states, We've all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. So after confessing humanity's lack of readiness to be with God, Isaiah points out how it is God who makes us ready, ready when, when we allow and not we ourselves. According to Isaiah, we are the clay, and God is the potter. We are all the work of God's hand. Eagerness, eagerness for God to intercede can also be found in today's psalm, as the psalmist says, not once, but three times. Restore us, O God of hosts, show the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. Lack of readiness is also acknowledged in today's psalm when God's anger is noted despite the prayers of the people. And so that, that makes you wonder if their prayers are, well, lining up with their actions in the times when they're not praying, it makes one wonder if the prayers are more about what God can do for the people rather than the people listening to what God wants for or from them. It makes one wonder if the people believe that there is power in prayer or if they are just going through the motions, whatever the case may be. Today's psalm highlights an eagerness, though, really, for God to act, even as the psalmist acknowledges that God is the one who is in control. With eager petitions comes the realization that our prayers might, might need to include asking our Lord to help us as we pray, to help us focus not just on our own priorities, but on God's. Some of, the, some of us might be eager and possibly anxious about all that is to come in the next few weeks. Ect expectations from our, con our culture and throughout society might be pushing us to think of Advent as this race to the finish line of December the 25th. However, our faith tradition has a completely different focus and alternate priorities. When we think that our energy should be poured into preparing for Christmas parties and purchasing presents, our faith tradition says, hold up, wait a minute. It reminds us that our preparations are expected, but the preparations that matter the most are those that come from within. When we may be eager to blast ahead to the scene of the nativity as in, we find in the second chapter of Luke's Gospel, our centuries-old liturgical tradition has us taken a step back 
as we begin today this Advent journey through important sections of Mark and John's Gospels, along with healthy doses of the prophet Isaiah and Paul's epistles, that can aid us in really recalling why we do what we do at this time of the year. Eagerness to press forward gives way to waiting, really, on what God has in mind. Advent is the season for us to remember that there will be times when we can clearly discern God's will and other times when we must wait. As a countercultural exercise, waiting can really help us to slow down and step away from those distractions that might be keeping us from realizing that God is already at work in and around us. While making plans to be with family and friends, we should also expect to encounter our Lord during this holy season of watching and waiting. As we see in Mark's gospel, we should be always be ready for our Lord's return since no one knows when the time will come. Keeping awake for the eschaton, which is also known as the end time, it's necessary. But being alert to God in our midst here and now is equally significant. When Jesus says to all, keep awake, he's not talking about an endurance test, but rather he is encouraging us to examine our lives in ways that can help us in gauging our level of alertness to God's presence. And I believe that heightened attentiveness can be achieved when we understand that being a follower of Christ is meant to be really a way of living life to the fullest, which is what God desires for all of humanity. When we might be stressing out about things like, well, world conflicts, economic challenges, social disparities, and the, of course, annual worries about holiday preparations, we are blessed to have this season of Advent that can help us really recalibrate our spirit and refocus our energy toward the one who rises above all of our concerns. This is the time of year we look forward to celebrating Jesus' birth, but it is also the season to really kind of do a little bit of spiritual house cleaning, if you will, that can lead to a renewed sense of being prepared in eager anticipation of the coming Christ in great power and glory. As a child, I knew Christmas morning it would finally come, but there was no certainty about the presents that I may or may not receive. And as an adult, I can now appreciate the certainty that did exist, that did exist in knowing that I would always see family and friends on Christmas Day and engage with them in the joyous occasion, unlike any other time of the year. I also now have a deeper appreciation for the certainty of God's presence that is always among us. So rather than fretting about what will happen, I believe through faith that we can eagerly anticipate what is to come. Well, kind of like the prophet Isaiah and the psalmist. We can cling to the assurance that Paul provides in his letter to the Corinthians when he says, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gifts as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
He will strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of the Lord. The spiritual gifts that are available, these should arouse eagerness in our soul because they are gifts from God that are far more precious than anything that the world has to offer. We may not know what the future holds in the next moment, the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year, but we can rest assured of the certainty that comes with being a follower of Christ. Not knowing the exact moment of Jesus' return should not trouble us. When we can experience an ongoing, loving relationship with our Lord, here and now and in the life to come. Amen.